0: Hey. Hey, you. Yeah, don't look behind you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you ever been frustrated trying to buy tickets online? Most sites make it complicated, and they try to sneak huge fees in at checkout. That's why you need to try SeatGeek. They've made it easier than ever to buy and sell sports and concert tickets. Now, I'm going up to Dallas next month, meaning July, to try to check out some Rangers games, and you'd better believe I'm going to use SeatGeek. I used it for my trip in Detroit I told you guys about. Um, I've been recommending it to people left and right all across the country to be honest. A couple friends in different spots been recommending it. My buddy is in New York and he's going up to visit his family a little bit for the summer and he and his dad are already mapping out where the, what they're going to go see uh, in terms of Mets games with SeatGeek. Honestly, it's the only place I use now. I used to use other places, I'll freely admit. The one that frequently gets mentioned here, StubHub. Stopped using it. It's not, it's not necessary at this point because uh, SeatGeek's taken all the work and has a lot of shopping for tickets. SeatGeek pulls all the tickets available on other sites into one place, so you save time and never miss a deal. You can even set alerts for upcoming games, and SeatGeek will let you know if the price falls. Even better, every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value, so you can immediately find underpriced seats. And before you buy, you can use SeatGeek's detailed maps to see the view from your seat. Now, I remember when MLB.com first got this for their stadiums, and it was awesome. But I would you know, be on the StubHub app or something, and then I'd have I'd buy the ticket or look at a section, then I'd go to the MLB site and have to kind of you know, use their stadium view. Now it's all, it's all in one with Seagig, and the grading is just color coding. So if you know a stoplight, green means go, red means halt. So if you see a red one in the section you want, maybe relax and try to find a green one because those are going to be the better-priced tickets uh, for their value. Best of all, SeatGeek is always honest and upfront about the price. Unlike StubHub, SeatGeek shows you the full ticket price from start to finish and never surprises you at the end with huge fees. Now, my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get that $20 rebate, all you have to do is download the free SeatGeek app, go to Settings, And click Add Promo Code. Enter the promo code SLEEPER, S-L-E-E-P-E-R. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. It's really easy. Download the free SeatGeek app and enter promo code SLEEPER today. Episode 369 of the Sleeper and the Bust. It is Wednesday, July 27th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined by Eno Saris. Eno, still playing under 100%, but the game the game was wet today. The jumper was wet.
1: Well, the game was wet more than the jumper. Okay. Uh, I still missed maybe 60% of my shots, but um, I had uh, a drive to the left. A scoop shot, a hook shot, um, a three point, a step back three pointer.
0: Is that the cycle of, of basketball?
1: A little bit, yeah. Felt good that way. I like it. Um, and uh, and a drive to yeah, drive to the left was was the one that I don't um, uh, that I don't do very often. So that was that was felt good. I, I'm I'm on the way back. Good I'm on the way back. Good. That's what I felt today.
0: Um, you you're getting picked up on more waiver wires. I think the. Uh...
1: Fantasy, <laughs> fantasy
0: players are seeing that you're getting better. The summer league fantasy second hand
1: sleeper. Or... Yeah,
0: you know they're 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 seeing it. They're they're diving into your uh, your hoops FX and it's looking good. So uh, you're you're a hot pickup right now, and I'm glad that you're you're feeling better. Probably still should get the hand checked out. I'm gonna keep saying that until you do. But uh, I'm glad <laughs> you're feeling better.
1: Same.
0: We've got uh, we've got the trade extravaganza, and I figure we'd do it now before Friday in case there were a bunch of trades. I mean, it would be it'd be fine if there were a bunch of trades on Friday, but we're going to run through a whole bunch of guys here. Honestly, you know, I just want to get your thoughts on, on how likely you think they are to be dealt. Sometimes we need that kind of cold water dose of reality of like, OK, yeah, they're in rumors, but push come to shove. They're really not likely to be traded. In fact, that dose of, of cold water comes immediately by the fact that I didn't even include Chris Sale and Jose Quintana on this list because I just don't see them being dealt like I, I really don't maybe I'd love I would love to be wrong on that just because it would be super exciting and they'd get away from the Tigers in case the, the Tigers yeah, have but, more games against them
1: but I just but are the, are the Rangers going to give up Nomar Mazara? Yeah, I don't know
0: I just I just don't It's going it.
1: to take something like it, that exactly. it's going to
0: take it, it it would take it, something monstrous like not don't give me your your poo poo platter offers of like 10 guys that you don't want your favorite team to even have for Chris Sale it's going to take the goods, the gold, the, the the really hot prospects that are close too. They don't necessarily want your your 18 and 19 year olds if they're trading Chris Sale. They want somebody who can, you know, compete next year, plus another stud, plus the 18 year old. Like it it needs to it needs to be a huge deal. So we're not even really talking about them. I tried to focus on the guys who have been really in in heavier rumors. You can see a path out. Uh, because their team isn't isn't very good and and would be open to it and and so we're just going to start with jay bruce because i think this could be a really interesting bat. who's probably not getting enough run for what he's been able to do this year he's having a really solid season i know this is not an ultimate measure of talent but he leads the national league and, and runs batted in which is pretty nice considering the team that he's on you know we talk about how team context absolutely matters for that stat well it's not like jay bruce is doing it on a uh on on a terrible or excuse me on on a good team he's doing it on a terrible team it's not some lit up offense that he's doing it on in fact uh yeah his 78 still leads the national league in fact 24 homers it's just too shy of what he hit all of last year and he played all of last year Um, in kind of a league average season 157 games 26 homers 98 ops plus this year already 24 bombs in 94 games 133 ops plus i already mentioned the rbis defense is always pretty solid batting average up to a what's this eight year seven year high last last uh last batting average that he had over 265 was um back in twenty ten when Jay Bruce hit two eighty one. This year he's at two seventy one. Again, batting average not an end all, be all, but putting more hits in play, OBP's up, slugging way up. In fact, this is a career high right now, 567. So he's really relishing the home run craze that we've been dealing with. And we're gonna dive into that a little bit more later as well. But is should Jay Bruce be dealt as a rental? I mean it feels like an automatic that he should. I know there's a, there's an option. So it's not really a, a, a true rental. But should he be dealt by the by the Reds, and what? How likely do you think it is that he will be dealt?
1: I think it's pretty likely. I was actually talking to Dick Williams uh, at the game yesterday. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because they, they're they're in they're in uh, they're in San Francisco right now. That could be one of those interesting ones. Before you get going, uh, we've seen this a lot a lot of these trade candidates have been playing teams that they've been heavily rumored to or feel like good fits for. Maybe it's a coincidental thing that does happen every year or or more regularly, but it seems, it feels to me like it's happened a lot this year, whether it's Chris Archer pitching for the Dodgers and his old general manager um, or Andrew Kashner pitching against the Jays. They've been linked to him. Obviously Melvin Upton switched dugouts in the middle of the series. And now you have, Jay Bruce playing against the Giants. And, you know, they probably need bullpen help a little bit more. But they've been rumored for a big outfielder. First it was Braun, then it was Bruce. So this could be an interesting fit as well. Though I know that uh, Hunter Pence is working his way back through the the minor leagues right now. But back to Bruce. You think it's likely? Where where, where might he go in your estimation then?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I don't know. He didn't really say too much, but I did say, you know, like, you're about to have to make a big decision or two. And uh, he said, yep, it's going to be interesting. You know, typical, uh, not saying anything. But, um, you know, he was, the fact that he was at the game, you know what I mean? Absolutely. on the road at the game. And, uh, you know, I feel like I have seen, uh, like, a story of someone being like, uh, you know, just you know, go over to the other clubhouse, you
0: know,
1: like you've been trading. I love
0: those trades. Uh, When the Tigers, I mean, I didn't necessarily love this trade, but when the Tigers traded for Delman Young, it was when they were playing the Twins, and it was in the middle of the series. It was like, oh, remember when you played for the Twins yesterday? Now you're on the (laughs) Tigers today. Uh, For some reason, those trades are are fun to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, And, you know, as for, uh, you know, I had a piece today about, you know, these trades from the players' perspective. Um, And, uh, you know, a lot of it that was so hard for people was, you know, like Javi Lopez ended up in a cab for two hours because of travel stuff, where he was supposed to get on one flight, and then he got traded and had to get on another flight, and then the flight was canceled and all this stuff, so... Um, you know, it is kind of actually. I think a player would prefer that trade of all of all the kinds of trades because they just have to, you know, come to the ballpark and go to a different clubhouse. Yeah, so.
0: and, and get situated of leaving with them if that if they're the away team or or sticking around like Melvin Upton's going to do, stick around in Toronto, kind of get that figured out. Remember when uh, Ubaldo Jimenez was traded? I believe he was traded in the midst of his start, and it was to the point where he was like taking i think they were taking a little bit longer with him during the warm-up it was like a really disjointed <laughs> yeah. situation like is the news gonna come should he even go in this game goes out gets bombed i think he only threw three innings was traded at that point so it was a weird situation it's it can be tough on the players so yeah these these setups where if the giants did trade for bruce and just said hey man you're staying here after this series that might actually be a, a best case scenario for the player
1: yeah then i think bruce is gonna go uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to him much. Just said what said what up to him. Uh, I like what he's doing this year, making a lot of contact. I think the knee is healthy. Uh, you know, pulling and, and just not going oppo, which I think in his case he's he needs to kind of trombo it up. You know, mm-hmm. Get as many fly balls, attack the inner part of the plate, be aggressive on fastballs, uh, get you know get swinging the fastball counts before he ever sees you know the breaking balls, that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, hitting it harder than he ever has in his career uh, by hard percentage. So I I think he's going to be helpful. I think he'd be helpful even in – he is, you know, all parks power. Um, I think he'd be helpful even in in San Francisco. And I think that's, you know, one of the the best rumors. And I think San Francisco has some guys that they could trade for a Jay Bruce rental that wouldn't hurt too bad, that wouldn't be that great – in, uh, for the for the Giants themselves. You know, mm-hmm. I, they do this all the time. And they, they trade guys that don't end up being anything. I think of, like, you know, Tim Anderson. They traded to the Pirates. Uh um, oh, Alderson. I
0: Tim Alderson. I remember uh, when it was yeah. Alderson, Lincecum, and Bumgarner. Hey, man, they got two out of three. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: Alderson was supposed to be the next big thing. Uh, it was turning out that it wasn't, but they, you know, the Pirates took a, a gamble and they didn't get anything for it. Um, I don't know what, I forget what they got, uh, what the Giants got, but they, they traded him away. Tommy Joseph, you know, turned has been turning into sort of a power uh, first baseman as opposed to the catcher he was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But maybe he'll be uh, somewhat useful. I don't think he'll be a star, so I don't think they, they're too sad about it. I mean, I'd rather have Brandon Belt. So. You know,
0: these two teams linked up last year in the Mike Leek deal, and they traded another guy who maybe they thought, eh, he's not going to be that good for us anyway, Adam Duvall. Was was the, was uh, the piece that left. Now he's got 25 home. In,
1: in all fairness, we're probably seeing the best of out. Hundred percent. And not that I, not that I think he's going to be much worse going forward. It's just he's not going to get better. So and he's not, you know, he, he's not like a, a statue on out the outfield. So that's nice. I mean, he's he's actually a decent defender uh, at his age at least. And um, you know, he, uh, he 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 actually you know, isn't a one-dimensional guy, but he doesn't walk much. We'll have to see if he adds that to his game as he gets older, but um, right now he's he's sort of one-and-a-half dimensional. Anyway, that, that I think that worked out. You never know what he would have done in San Francisco. Um, Jay Bruce, on the other hand, you know, fulfills a, a sort of a need for them. Um, you know, I know Hunter Pence is coming back and Spahn's okay, Pagan's been okay. I think that might be enough to actually nudge this down a little bit because where... Who needs an outfielder, you know, that badly that's uh, that's a great contender? If, if, if the Giants say, well, we're going to get Pence back and Pagan is fine in left field, Pagan Blanco, is, you know, which is you know, decent. Who else needs an outfielder badly? You know, the Blue Jays just got one. Yeah. The Indians have two prospects. You know, they were rumored in on Melvin Upton, um, and so were the Orioles. But the Orioles got Kim back
0: um yeah yeah, Cleveland they've got the two prospects and they're still hoping to get Brantley back at the right you know he could come at the perfect time he you know it could end up being a great season for him if he came back for September and helped carry them on a run even if he misses five months it would still be regarded as as you know not maybe not a great season but like hey we don't care about the five months. You're here for September. If you can help us there in that weak, weak spot that they have, that could be huge for them. It's hard to find a a, a contender that would also pay up for, for a premium outfielder, too. Like you mentioned, Cleveland was only looking for more of a Melvin Upton situation. Cubs right now are talking to a, um, to the A's about another guy that we're going to get into in a moment, Josh Reddick. Josh Reddick's pretty darn good, but for some reason, I feel like maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I think his price tag would be lower than Bruce's and so i think that the cubs would rather kind of since they just paid big to get Chapman, between the two outfielders i think they'd rather get reddick at a lower price than than go for bruce and it might be a situation where the cubs don't really or the reds don't necessarily want to trade in division anyway um, although
1: so if, there's the dodgers
0: and and with the the astros
1: the astros
0: the astros could be interesting obviously they have an influx of talent where they so could fragment out really there. Uh, yeah, Rasmus, Rasmus has been... Uh, honestly, he'd be a good Rasmus replacement, basically, because right. he does... Uh, right now, Jay Bruce is, is the best version of whatever Rasmus could do, and even better, really. More contact right now. The power's there. He's even a better defender. Rasmus isn't bad, has a good arm, but Bruce has the whole defensive package, so he'd actually be a better fit out there. That could be interesting. The Astros could be an interesting fit for Jay Bruce, and... The
1: Astros are making a real run on the Rangers. They could... But I think if you look at the Astros team, they kind of—they're uh, probably fighting the Rangers for the same stuff. They probably Absolutely. both want starting pitching.
0: Yep, I, I, I completely agree there. Let's let's move on to our next player then, um, and actually talk some starting pitching here. Chris Archer is a guy I mentioned, you know, auditioning for the team that he was kind of rumored to uh, be looked at by was was the Dodgers. Oh, wait,
1: so we should probably just throw a number on these guys?
0: Okay, of, of likelihood so, of being dealt. Are you saying
1: likelihood of being dealt? Jay Bruce. I mean, nice. in terms of rental, I'd say 100%. In terms of finding a fit, you know, it looks more like 60. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna split the difference, do something like, you know, 75
0: percent. Okay, okay, that um, it's probably gonna be one of the higher numbers we have. Yeah, right? I, I would agree with that, and I, and I'll I'll stick with that number as well. Now I wonder, I don't know if there's any uh, language in the contract that would void the. Uh, the team option if he's traded, Jay Bruce, because he does have a an affordable team option that even even if he fell back and didn't stay as good as he's been this year, thirteen mil for what Jay Bruce can do, even if he was you know a couple ticks above average as opposed to the uh, the one thirty three lps plus that he has this year. I think that that's affordable.
1: So Ooh, you know. that's I thought it was a rental rental. No no no, no right, there is a team option. Down. I'm going to sixty percent because they, they have they can say, Well, screw it, we'll just keep him and take and take so the no one
0: no one can hold them over the fire and say you must trade him. They'll just pick so I'm, up I'm gonna more. knock
1: that down to sixty okay. percent. Reddick is a free agent. Yeah, so Reddick is a it's gotta rental. be pure. a higher a higher number. Okay. Um also we should do something real quick. We should probably say who's the winner in Cincinnati if he leaves.
0: Love where your head's at.
1: Right. Would it be, so, since
0: Brandon Phillips is never going to accept a deal, would it be Jose Peraza? I think it's Jose Peraza, Okay, yeah. and that's a pure steal play right there. He's already got 10 in 88 plate appearances this year. It's empty steals, but steals are so precious that I'd actually be pretty darn interested in in Peraza in a, in a lot of league formats, even some that you might not think. Maybe even dipping into 12-team. If I just needed speed, say I've got a pretty good offense. I've got a couple Red Sox. You know, I've got maybe a, a, an Oreo breakout, Mark Trumbo or something like that. That's been really good. I've got good offense, but I just don't have a lot of speed. Yeah. I would squeeze a Peraza in there, even though and, he sucks everywhere else, just to get the stolen bases. In. And
1: save and save like Billy Burns coming back up after Josh Reddick's deal. Not to jump into another person we're going to talk about, but, you know, Billy Burns coming up behind um, – behind Josh Reddick is probably the other steals uh, for a
0: situation. Absolutely. So you got an uh, AL and NL version there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, it, you know, they're both sort of fringe 12-teamer in terms of what you need. I guess that would mean that I wouldn't spend too much to get Peraza, especially ahead of a trade. And um, if you had to choose between the two, would you choose Peraza just because Oakland maybe, you know, picked like, around to the
0: players a little bit?
1: Yeah, and also just like you know platoons guys and yeah maybe you know maybe his best role is versus lefties and
0: although you know. I don't know it brings I think Billy Burns comes back into play a little bit more when when you mention that because we're we're going to put a bigger number on Reddick we've already spoiled that because he is a he's a peer rental so considering that Bruce might actually stay and we know Duvall and Hamilton aren't going to be traded from there. Um, I guess Phillips could get traded one, you know, one last try. They could try to,
1: move him. but <laughs> <Please>. um,
0: <laughs> you know what? They're pretty close. But yeah, I would lean a little bit toward Peraza just because he's also, uh, you know, I think that they would just commit to playing him if they traded Bruce. Whereas, like you said, uh, Burns would be somebody that they would probably still kind of. Kind of maneuver around a little bit. They're clearly not happy with what he did. I mean, he was a nightmare. You can't really justify 292 plate appearances of a 58 OPS plus and say that well, that they served him us- wrong or anything.
1: For has, a, has 21 hits. 21 of them are singles.
0: Sick power. <laughs>
1: 253
0: um, average. 253. It's, a, it's sort of a
1: one half of the of one and uh, you know half dozen of the other. So uh, I, I messed that. You know up. What? Anyway,
0: actually though, another small little key. Peraza is going, to, is going to probably have some eligibility Second elsewhere too. Base, Second ability, base, yeah. maybe shortstop. He started in shortstop the other
1: day. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. yep yeah, yeah, That's a good one. Uh, I, that gives that gives it to Peraza. Billy Burns is a pure outfielder. Even even in the uh, CF leagues, he's he's not that much better. Yeah. So. All right,
0: All right. Let's, let's talk now. Some pitchers
1: we can move on then. to the pitchers.
0: Chris Archer again. <laughs> Probably probably could have been put on the back burner with the with the Chris Sale, Jose Quintana, in terms of unlikely to be dealt. Uh, if I'm really betting here, we'll, we'll we'll get to our number here in a minute. But it gives us a chance to talk about the Rays at large, too, because they also have Drew, Drew Smiley, Jake Odorizzi, and Matt Moore, all of whom would be very desirable. I don't think that they would trade multiples, but I really feel like they've got to trade one. So let's focus on Archer and then kind of get into a piece that you did on the home runs uh, with the Tampa Bay pitchers, and what were your findings there?
1: Well, they, they I think they are in a unique situation in that the the Rays as a team pitch higher in the zone than anybody in baseball, and they have more ride on their fastball. Those things are length, of course. If you have ride on your fastball, you try to throw it high in the zone and uh, and go for you know pop ups and, and whiffs. Chris Archer even talked about how. Um, you know everyone's a low ball hitter. It's kind of that Chris Young Redux where you know everyone's a low ball hitter and um they're not necessarily set up to hit balls high in the zone. So he you know they said, yes, you know we might be hurting more than some and it might be because of this, but it's not like that the the whole league has adjusted and I agreed with them because I went and looked at swing rates high in the zone and they're not up. So they they might be up a little bit, but they're down from last year. So it doesn't explain the home run rise. So, you know, yes, there are a few couple people that are now, you know, adjusting and trying to hit, you know, pitches high in the zone more, but um, for the most part, you know, they're just hurting because they're fly ball guys and all of a sudden fly balls are, are going further.
0: That's really so, interesting. And
1: so, you know, they, you know they've I,
0: all been getting home runned. Uh, they're just getting bombed out by Tampa Bay. All have like a one and a half homer rate. Those four guys that I mentioned, or higher, and that's scary. And it's real. It's really impacted their ERAs. Even somebody like Odorizzi, um, who's, who's at 4.10, kind of leading leading their rotation. Uh, unless you count Blake Snell, but we're looking at these four who could get dealt and who've pitched the most innings for them. You know, 4.10. That's not that great. Um, I know that ERA might be up a little bit this year with all the home runs. But 410 is, is, is just not that appealing, especially because he's only got 8.3 strikeouts per nine. If, if you've got a 410 with 10 strikeouts per nine, that's one thing. You know, like, that's kind of an Archer thing. He's got 442 ERA right now, which is not good. But 11 strikeouts per nine, you're going to get those 155 strikeouts and take your chances that Archer can kind of figure it out. Um what about some likelihood here of them being dealt? Let's start with Archer and then move on to one of the – I'll let you pick. If, if, if you don't think Archer's is really going to be dealt, then, then you can pick the other that you think really will be, and we'll go from there.
1: I don't think Archer will be dealt. He's, he's signed to one of the best contracts in baseball in terms of uh, surplus value for the team. Um, I think he's do no more than – 8 million dollars. It goes from 3 to 5 to 6 to 7.7. Mm-hmm. And they have an option on him in 2020 that's only going to be nine.
0: 9. And then so, 11 the next year if he happens to
1: God, be have beast. another one in 2021. Yep. There's no way they're trading him. They'd, they'd need everything.
0: They'd have to get Julio, Urias, and Jose De Leon, yeah, I mean, and, obviously <laughs> they. I don't think I don't think they would entertain Seeger, but like Jock Peterson, yeah, and
1: everything.
0: another guy or two that we don't really know about. I'm serious. Yeah, it, would, it would take yeah, that much. I, so. I know he's got a 4.42 ERA, folks, but that comes off of three years of low threes. He had a 3.26 for 535 innings. You don't think that Friedman and, and Farhad Zaidi and company are looking at that, saying, "Okay, yeah, it's been a tough year." But the, he's not done as a pitcher and I think sometimes we get a little bit fantasy narrow you know get narrow-minded on the fantasy edge of it and we think, well he's been tough this year, so guess his career's over. No, he's probably going to figure it out and bounce back. He's a really good pitcher. he knows what he's doing up there and I, I actually expect him to uh, to kind of get back on track uh, maybe later this year but at least next year. still really really like what we've uh, what we've seen out of yeah. Chris Archer as a whole he's and gonna... I agree with you can't really get dealt.
1: He's gonna lead, he's leading the league in strikeouts, and he's gonna lead the league in strikeouts and losses, and that's been done three times before. One of the times Nolan you don't know the guy. What's that? Nolan Ryan. Yes, yeah. Nolan Ryan. You know that guy. Yeah. Uh, one of the guys you don't know, and the other guy is Phil Negro. So, uh, or maybe Joe. I forget which one. Uh, so that's like two Hall of Famers and a and a guy in 1955. So, you know, it doesn't happen very often, and when it does. It just reeks of 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 freak, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I talked to Archer about what's wrong, and you know, looking through it myself, you know, he was ta- he said like, I'm tipping my pitches. How am I leading the league in strikeout if I'm tipping from my pitches, you know? Strong. And point. and you know, we talked about. I was like, well, what happened to the sinker? Maybe you know more ground balls the way. And he's like, my sinker was flat and gross. And I was like, I <laughs> go back to that, you know. Uh I he said that I'd rather experience. have that ride. No, I'm just kidding. That's
0: that. a terrible joke. What's that? Nothing. You Nothing. really are best, best to ignore it. Yeah, it was a really terrible it. joke.
1: Um uh, but he did he did say that he could in the future maybe start he is already throwing his change up more to righties Um and using his change up in that uh Zach Granky Felix Hernandez way, the hard the hard uh uh the the hard changeup, you know, the hard super sinker changeup, the power changeup or whatever. And I think that could be a big deal for him. I think that would lead to a higher ground ball rate. It might uh mitigate the home run rate a little bit and it would still probably give him whiffs because if you look at the guys who do throw those power changeups, they still get whiffs on them. So, um I see him, you know, he's throwing the changeup more, but the changeup isn't the one that's giving up the home runs. It's the four seamer. So, he just said they're poorly executed four seamers, and you, you know he's probably not you know the biggest natural command guy. Yeah, uh, he was always more of a stuff That's guy. That
0: slider's tough to command for Archer. Are you buying him in dynasty leagues for next year and yeah. beyond? Yeah, I'm buying him. What about for this year? You're gonna try to go ahead and say it's you know what? That's a
1: little bit a little bit harder. I might might think about needs uh, a little bit. I think I still like him as a decent buy low, but I think I had him in the 20s or so, maybe the late teens in my last. Uh, in my last uh, he can, ranking, because
0: you can pay less than that though. That's that's a pretty nice ranking. If if that's where you think he can be for the last two months, then you can go get Archer for what I, I think would amount to like a forty cost.
1: I am I do have some offers out for him. I think you know I think it's gonna I think he's gonna calm it down. I he's not um, you know he, actually Smiley was decent at limiting exit velocity actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have some hope for Smiley too, and uh, you know. Smiley hit the nail on the head, though. He said, my curveball's been inconsistent. And in the past, he's been able to command the curveball for more called strikes and um, been able to go to it to avoid uh, giving up homers. And he hasn't been able to do that so much. So that's actually a thing he has to do. But he said it's, it's not something that's never happened before. And when I asked him what his keys were when he was working one, he was like, you know, staying straight to the plate, uh, not opening up too early, you know, st- you know, stuff I've worked on my whole career, nothing – Nothing where I'm like, wow, this is a really big deal. So, you know, when I talk to them about the ball being juiced, both their eyes lit up. You know, they were both like,
0: uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag lacks believability. Um,
1: yeah, right. I mean, they're just not, they're like, they're looking at themselves being like, I, nothing's different this year that's so different. Like Matt Moore, if you look at his stuff, Matt Moore got his velocity back. Matt Moore got, you know, his pitches back. Matt Moore's changeup is still nasty, nasty, nasty. And he's got the best whiff rate of his career or something like that. And, and why is he giving up home runs? I don't know. You know so it's frustrating. Uh, I think all three of those guys, and you know, they sort of mentioned that they think the team is looking into it and all that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I would say that most teams are looking into this and that there's something going on here. Um, and it's And it's not just oh, we, there's more power hitters in the game. So All right,
0: so we're, uh, we're putting, like, so a 10%? I mean...
1: 5% on
0: Archer.
1: Okay. 2% on Archer. Then, uh, then who? Smiley has two more years of arbitration and is pitching so poorly that the beat writers in front of me... God, man, beat writers. <laughs> just... I just... I'm, listen to this question that they asked Drew Smiley. Does it make you feel good that the team... Is behind you and not dropping you from the rotation despite your struggles. Could you talk about that? Do please? you
0: not do you, do you still smile because it's your last name even though you have a five forty two ERA? <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. You're not on the phone. You're standing right in it front of him. Oh sorry, I thought sh- I was on talk radio.
1: Yeah, right. It was such a shaming question. It was like the only reason you asked that question is to like shame the guy.
0: Yep, yep. you've sucked smile- so bad. Can you even believe that you still get to pitch? Still have- Inputation
1: spot, yeah. And it, it, I'm watching this guy, and he, and he got exactly what he wanted. I'm not going to name the beat writer, but it, it's probably pretty easy to figure out.
0: Freaking he's sitting flat, there, wasn't it? No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> and, and, you know, Smiley has to go into this whole thing about, yeah, you know, the results haven't. And he's looking down, and he's feeling bad. And, man, I had to throw him a lifeline. And, and even though it was a scrum, and, you know, I let those guys ask their dumbass questions <laughs> for a couple of times. I jumped in and was like, "Have you heard about the ball being juice? Boom, pop! Up come the eyes. Here we go. Let's have an actual like, conversation."
0: Yeah, 1.7 homers per nine. Man, I don't usually give <laughs> yeah. that up. You, know? you look
1: at his, you look at Smiley's strikeouts minus walk rate, and that's
0: elite. It's still fantastic. What do you? It's, you, it's barely down from last year. He's he's lost a little bit of the K's, but also cut some of the walks. Has Smiley? And yeah, you're looking at a guy who's who's been great still. And it that it's so boggling. It's so frustrating with with everything that's been going on with Smiley this year. Because at even at periods of this year, with a 5.42 ERA and 19 starts, he's had runs of four, or five starts here and there. Uh, obviously, you only have so many four or five run starts here during with 19. But that where he's looked great. Early on, he looked great at times. 317 BABIP is his highest. 170. One point seven, I should say, um, Homer per nine, easily his career high. It's bananas, man. Gwen Stefani it's would be not... spelling bananas left and right in Tampa Bay because the ish is bananas, B A N A N A S.
1: Uh, and there's no there's no uh, it's not his curveball. You know, I'm like it is his curveball, that's what he's working on, but it's not his curveball. You know what I mean? It's not it's not a couple curveballs in the dirt. That's not what's happening. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, and in terms of stuff. Yeah, maybe the curveball looks a little different. It's a little wonky, but it's, it doesn't explain everything. So, uh, you know, I mentioned this to Archer. I, I mentioned that I just talked to Smiley, and I mentioned the strikeout minus walk rate. And Archer was like, "Yeah, that's a Cy Young strikeout minus walk rate." You know, it really
0: is. I mean, he's. He, it, it doesn't make sense that he's been so bad, Drew Smiley. So, you know.
1: So, so let me let me just run through. I'm going to run through the the three pitchers okay. here. I'm going to got. Let's see what I got. So we got Smiley, we got Archer. I'm going to give him five percent. Uh, 5% on that, um, uh, being traded, maybe even lower, 2%, just because they've got him for so long, then, you know, it's not at the top of his value. So then, uh, Smiley, two more years of arbitration, not at the top of his value. I- I'll give him a little bit higher, maybe 15%, 20 25%. You know, someone could uh, buy him as a lefty, you know, say, worst case scenario, we put him in the pen or something, I don't know, 15 to 20%. He's probably a little bit che- cheaper than Archer, so mm-hmm. that's, a, that's an option. Matt Moore, I'm going to push a little bit higher because the market for pitching is actually pretty desperate.
0: It, it really is, especially because Rich Hill's uh, blister problem and Sonny Gray just kind of sucking has, right. has really curbed that market when we thought that, that Oakland would have traded at least Hill, at least Hill. Now you know he hasn't pitched in a while because this blister keeps popping up every every time he throws a pitch it bl- it blows up on him so that's been brutal. He wants to Matt pitch Moore
1: Sunday, which is amazing, it's the tra- tra- trade deadline day. I,
0: I mean, uh, that'd, be, that'd be so nice.
1: but so Matt Moore offers you that extra year in case he's sort of in case let's say you're you're the Dodgers you get him in the NL and all of a sudden the home run problem goes away and Matt Moore becomes an elite pitcher. That's that's not even a crazy thing to say. That's like. That's like uh eighty percent possibility. Like Matt Moore's home run problem would probably go away in the NL mm-hmm. or at least be mitigated. Especially in the NL uh,
0: West. It could be curved. I know there's coors in Arizona, but all of those other three parks can can help. Two of them can really help San no Diego. DHS. What's that?
1: Just, no DH is just an easier exactly. easier time turning a lineup over. Then you get that extra year. Which you know, if he was just a rental, you wouldn't get that much. But maybe they can use that extra year to to really leverage and get because the you know the, the Rays always want to get everything. You know, they always want they ask for the moon. But maybe they could feel like they can ask for the moon because they're offering two, the, a year and a half of more. Like, and maybe
0: some you, you can know bite on it. There are three options on this. Matt Moore could be kept until 2019. It's a 7-mil option next year, 9-mil uh, uh, after, and 10-mil after that. They could really uh, get something big here.
1: But I think that one of them is going to be traded, and I think Matt Moore is the closest to pitching well.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: I think it might still be Matt Moore.
0: Because, you know, the, the left-handedness helps, too, because Odorizzi, again, has the best ERA of the bunch, but he also started a little bit better. So if you kind of look at where they've been recently, I do think Moore is pitching the best of the bunch at this moment if you kind of use whatever arbitrary endpoint of a month or or the last six weeks, however you kind of want to look at it. Moore's been the one who's been most dialed in. and you know since he isn't a rental, they could get something substantial for him.
1: yeah, and and so Matt Moore, uh, you know, uh, also I think like if you trade for him and you say, okay, we're gonna he's gonna be our two three or something, right? Uh, then there's also the option in the in the postseason if you're going to be a postseason team of making him like a super sub, you know, like a you know two inning lefty that comes out of the pen. Mm-hmm. This so um, I, I think he'll I think he's the most likely, but even because of all those options, I was looking at Cots and they didn't fill in all the options. So you know, three and a half years of control of Matt Moore is pretty pricey. So even though I do think somebody goes, I like I don't know if I can push it much past like 40%. Like what do you think? What would number would you put on it?
0: On more You know I really think I really think I would go closer to about Oh, man, that, that one's really tough for me. I, you know what? I, I think I'll go 45. I'll go just a little bit over the 40. I can't quite yeah. go 50. I know that's a little bit of a cop-out just to—
1: doesn't seem like he's more likely to get traded than
0: not, though. No. I, I don't think I can jump up over 50% and say, okay, he's he's going to be traded. Because, again, there's just so many—that's that, three more years for him to kind of you know, figure it out and, and be affordable, even at— Even when Matt Moore is not at his best, those prices that I named, what was it, seven, nine, and 10 mil, there's no, any team would take him. You know, even when he's kind of figuring it out, and if he was like a mid to upper fours, I guarantee you that teams will be like, okay, we'll do that, especially if he's staying healthy, which he has this year. He's, make, he's made 20 starts. He's looked pretty good um, in spells early season, had a low in the mid in the middle part there of what we've been through so far, and then lately has been pitching low well again. So, yeah, I can't go over half. They would still need to get a good deal. They, the Rays still hold the leverage on somebody like Matt Moore. What about Od- Odorizzi? Yeah. What percentage chance would he get, though?
1: Um, so maybe that's the one who's more likely than not. Well, what's
0: his contract? Status? I think they're all. None of them are rentals uh, though. So which? But is is three years,
1: just like uh, just like uh, Matt Moore. But
0: here's the thing.
1: Cheaper actually. Tampa unless, Bay. Not, not cost control would be arbitration.
0: If you can get if you can get that 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 young bat to, to slot in there because they're not a young team. You look up and down their lineup of of guys that have played their most uh, most at bats here. Everyone in that lineup is 26 or older, and I know understand that 26, 27 is not old. That's that's prime area, but they don't have that up and coming 22 to 25 year old that can really kind of turn things around. Interestingly enough, somebody that they just acquired, well, Oswaldo RC is still just 25 years old. But you're not putting hopes on him to kind of be a, a game changing bat. So I feel like they should still be open, even with some of these guys that even with these guys that have nice um, cost controlled or at least arbitration eligible control. I think you should still be open to moving one of them and get yeah. something with get a bat, get get a I I what I would bat. do is
1: just put put Otaez and Moore on the table, both of them about 45%. If you add it all up, maybe that it still is like, you know, still is likely that one guy gets traded, but uh it's hard to put a big number on one of them yes. just because it's hard to know. I agree. All the ones I So, agree. uh the um uh, So I'd say Odorizzi. I give them both forty-five percent. They both are under cost control for longest. They're both playing about as well as each other. Uh, So you'd have to. It'd be a question of who you think is uh, who the other team thinks is better and who the Rays think is better. But in any case, uh, I guess Moore's had a surgery and Odorizzi hasn't. Um, that might make the, I think I've, I've heard that the Dodgers like to, to draft, uh, guys without injury, without, uh, surgeries in their past. So No, they
0: want them to get injured while on their team. They prefer, right, they yeah. prefer to watch the injury up front.
1: That, 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 that approach. They don't okay. want to miss the show. I, I don't know if that goes to trades. Uh, they certainly signed guys that had had injury pass, mm-hmm. but then they didn't sign Iwakuma. So, you know, maybe they go to Ritzi over more, uh, if it's the Dodgers, um, Seems like somebody gets traded. I still can't put a number over 45% on any one of them. Who, uh, who? I think, so I think Blake Snell uh, is a winner. He's really he,
0: angling to get that.
1: He stays up, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, to, to
0: keep that spot and not have to worry, look over his shoulder on some spot starters or anything like that. If anybody gets moved, he can breathe easy, and he gets the rest of the season to kind of do his thing. I don't know anybody else that I can think of that it would be anywhere near fantasy relevant. Maybe Matt Andrees? You know, because uh, I know he's been more of a swingman type. He does have eight stuff yeah, this year. Yeah, you
1: know, their prospects, I just don't, I don't think they're ready or that they, want, they, don't, they don't really like to start prospect clocks early. Taylor Guerrero has been hurt a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brent Honeywell just got the double A. Um, you know, I just don't think that they're going to accelerate in those guys and everybody else below that. You know, I don't know. They've already pulled up some of these guys. Chi uh I saw his palm ball. Oh, that was the, the
0: guy the from the uh, from the futures Maybe game, right?
1: Maybe Hu. I mean, he's uh, he he doesn't have the upside. He's sort of a uh, he's a, he's a fringe five Carson Stoudemire guy mm-hmm. with a palm ball. Um, you know, was in the futures game. Maybe Hu gets a chance. That'd be a fun little gambit to take. He's not projected to be very good um you know six k9 four and a half era uh so don't you, you're not getting like a you know a number one with a bullet guy but you know maybe real deep leagues where that sort of player is out there maybe it's an interesting pickup i think you're right i think it's either Andres or like Erasmo ramirez um get stretched back out and uh it oh, yeah. becomes, becomes a starter again um i think that they'll just uh be you know they're not really competing for wins right now, so they'll just you know find a way to get to the end of the season. Yeah, they'll piece, they'll piece it together. All right, let's move. Uh, but Nick Snell, I, I talked to him too, and one thing I did like and one thing I wanted to point out is he's throwing his curveball less, and even though it's a real sexy time curveball, I think that's a good move because I do think he wraps a little bit. I tried to get him to talk about it, and he was like, well, I don't think they can see my fingers there. And I'm like, I think that's the only thing they
0: can see. Dude. Big leagues, homie. Of course they can see no. it.
1: I said even in the big leagues, and he's like, I don't know, it's just right there for a second. I try to be real quick on the arm, and I'm like, I don't know, man. I can see it when I watch you, you know, on TV. So uh, he's gone to the slider more.
0: That uh, lacks believability, years. Blake.
1: <laughs> he's gone to the slider more. I think that's it's really nice that he's had good games while going to the slider. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe then he could bring the curveball back as a strike stealing pitch or work on that hand wrap or whatever. So. Um, You know the fact that he can hum along there with the slider and the change, and still has this plus curveball that was supposed to be his best pitch, I think actually makes me feel better. And you know, starting to see some of those walks go away a little bit, starting to see him repeat a little better. I'm actually, I was down on Blake Snell early, and I didn't pick him up. I'm now to the point where I'm more interested in him again. And you know, I think he's an interesting pickup in most leagues. He's been
0: impressive. I mean, he's flashed. Some really nice starts has Blake Snell, including those six one-hit innings in Coors. So in spots where he's still available, you can maybe see him in some 10 or 12 teamers. Uh, but he has been starting enough lately, and he's such a top prospect that maybe not. But you know, if he's available in a trade, I feel I feel comfortable getting him and feeling like I'm yeah. going to get starts the rest of the way because his innings are not really creeping up there right now. He's got 107 and he had 134 last year, so he should make it to the finish line, no problem.
1: And um, you know, I think like a ten-team league, he might be out there. Yeah. Let's play. A little, yeah, some, real some quick. Team would you rather to, to to help people? Okay. Um, in those leagues because that has been a failing of ours. Sometimes we get a little wrapped up in ourselves and in our deep do league do love, real deep league stuff. So I I got a comment from somebody saying uh, it was nice well, to tell it to my actually, face. More yeah? than a couple comments of of uh you know nice to hear you guys talk about 10 11 teams. So uh ten 11 so it's a ten team league. You probably want to own about seventy pitchers, seventy starting pitchers, mm-hmm. um, you know, sixty to seventy. So let's look at Hisashi Iwakuma, um, Kevin Gaussman, uh, uh, Jordan Zimmerman. Zimmerman's working Blake his way back. Like Snell gonna rank above any of these guys. I'm kind of, I'm kind of not that into Hisashi, Hisashi Iwakuma. Actually. Yeah. I mean, the, I've kept, Worst afraid of his career, and he's old and was supposed to be hurt. And...
0: I kind of thought he was going to turn it around a little bit because he, he will have these lulls, and then he'll get going. you look up and be like, whoa, Hasashi Iwakuma yeah. has a mid-3 ZRA or low-3 But ZRA. he sort of had
1: a good run and got his ERA under 4, and that's it.
0: Yeah, so wow. I think I would actually – in a 10-team or two, because keep in mind, there's going to be Hasashi Iwakuma or Hasashi Iwakuma-like substances on the wire <laughs> –
1: even if even,
0: yeah, even if you take your Brandon or your Blake Snell shot and it fails, let me just go get the next Iwakuma or him himself because no one else picked him up. So in that instance, I'm definitely taking Snell. You also mentioned Gaussman. same sort of deal. Let me gamble on a guy like Gaussman who's actually been pitching better. He got off to to a, a shaky start there. He wasn't really it wasn't really looking effective early on. And then he's been kind of solid for, for a while now, really. If you kind of look at, I guess, uh, since the start of June, and it's not like his ERA ever really got that high. I think 378 was, uh, oh no, 435 it, it peaked at, at a point But uh, for, for Gaussman. But kind of since it peaked at that point, let's actually just look at his last five starts here. He's at a 251 with 33 strikeouts in 32 and a third innings with five walks. And so, you know, Gaussman's another guy who's really been hit by this homer situation. Well, he already, he's already had homer issues. So the fact that homers are rampant is not good for him. But I'm going to take a chance on a 25 year old with his talent even over somebody like Jordan Zimmerman, who I do like. I think he's a perfectly cromulent uh, MLB mid, mid-rotation mid starter. But fantasy-wise, even when he was toting that low ERA, it wasn't no special. Strikeout. There was no, no there was out. no strikeouts. And the whip was a little bit higher than you would expect for such a gaudy ERA because he was, he was dodging raindrops, as they say, with too yeah. many hits. So I would, so take those I right
1: would guys. say... I had Snell about eighty-eight in my. I had Snell at eighty-eight in my last rankings, just because, because that was where I put guys like him. Same. I yeah. put guys with upside because I thought more like fifteen team. You you have your standard like Adam Conley doesn't have the same upside as Blake Snell, but
0: bite he has to uh, huh? bite your tongue. Adam Conley's the best pitcher. I like place. that. I, I know. I, good good I know. I'm just like teasing. He, tongue does tongue. The, he does not have. He does not. I, I'm I'm 100% tongue in cheek guy. He does yeah, not he's have iron. the same upside as Blake Snell. Blake Snell could be a force where Adam Conley is is kind of peaking right now as a solid all formats.
1: Could be like a Casimir type or something. You know, guy's pretty good for a while. You know, like nothing, no, never going to be a one-two. Snell still has that one-two Absolutely. ability. I fully agree. So, making a you choice, know 100%. But, but anyway, so I had like the Adam Conley, Chris Tillman types in the in the late '60s or in the '70s because that Colin McHugh was '78. That's that's a 15 team decision is to take Colin McHugh over Blake Snell because. You know, that's that's your four or five. And then your Snell is your 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 six, your guy that you take a chance on your 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 Lucas Giolito guy. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think even if I looked at that ranking after talking to him and after these slider outings, I would push him even in this 15 times type rankings. I push him to like 74, 75 above Fulton which above CC, right around Conley in that 70 rank. But if you're talking an 11-team league, I might push him even harder up to about 60 or so where he becomes your fifth starter because it's more interesting to have him as a fifth starter than CC or Tillman or even Sonny Gray because, you know, these guys just don't have the strikeout upside that Snell, you know, could really put together. And now we know that he, you know, now I would say even before the trade deadline, we can say he probably has a job the rest of the way. So... Uh, anyway, so now let's move on. We've done who would benefit behind them. We gave you percentages. Let's move on.
0: Milwaukee is an interesting team, right, because these these uh, Jonathan Lukoi rumors, they won't die. They're, I don't know that they're necessarily intensifying, but they just are consistent. There's like one a day about a, either another team or that they're still talking with Cleveland or that they're still talking, you know, the trade proposals with Travis Darno for uh, – with the Mets for Travis Darno. The latest one today is the best one yet. Ken Rosenthal saying the Tigers are in on Jonathan Lucroy. Let's go. Let's get freaking Jonathan Lucroy. That would be so dope. I don't see it happening, but that's all right. I'm going to sit here and dream. Because not only would it be awesome really? to get Lucroy, because James McCann, great defender, but hasn't been able to hit. I know he hit a bomb today. Good good on you for that, for the uh, Red Sox sweep. But just hasn't really been hitting enough. Lucroy does it all. He has the defense, and he can hit. Plus, they'd be taking him away from Cleveland. That's what would be the huge part for the Tigers.
1: Oh, and also, you know, I think he could be really, I think he could be really good for their pitchers. You know, that's a
0: huge point. The way yeah. he kind of control because McCann's defense is really more of the base running thing. I don't necessarily feel that he's over the top great with with controlling the game in terms of uh, pitch calls and and framing and all that. I don't think he's bad. I, I when I watch James McCann, I'm, I'm fine with him as a starting catcher. When you're looking at the catching part of it. But Jonathan Lucroy's is another level. And again, the bat is obviously a, a light years beyond what James McCann's been able to do. So that'd be sweet if the Tigers really got involved. But I, I think that's really more of a, a cursory sort of deal. Uh, they're kind of that fringe team where it's like, remember when the Tigers ran on that? Yeah, right. It ended up being the Indians, the Rangers, and I guess the Mets are still in on that. But let's talk.
1: Ooh, I think Lucroy would be good for Cole Hamels. I think Luke Roy would be really good, and you know, even though the Tigers, I think the Tigers, it would be good for Fulmer probably, and good for Zimmerman. But uh, I think that the Indians probably staff could benefit the most from Luke Roy, as because, if they
0: need to get better. Come on, that's not know, fair. But
1: Salazar is not a good command guy. Carrasco is not a good command guy. If Luke Roy can switch a couple two 0s to one ones, it's going to be amazing.
0: Bauer I mean, too same okay. same sort of deal yeah. you know wow. when Bowers yeah. off by the way we we pump him up he goes out and gets bombed that night that was, that was the reverse of our Chris Davis that night that we talked him up and he went out and hit two bombs sometimes it goes the other way where we're like hey this guy's awesome go pick him up for for four earned in four innings thanks trevor actually i
1: don't earned. think i don't think there's a winner behind uh, in this situation, Martin nope. Aldenado.
0: With catchers, there rarely is because, I mean, yeah. you're not going to have difference. two good, viable fantasy catchers, especially this year. Catcher's been such a, a crap show. So let's just talk percentage then. How likely is it that, that Jonathan Lucroy gets dealt at the deadline as opposed to in the offseason?
1: Mm, I mean, I'm not prepared to answer that question because I do not have the cots up yet. What are we talking about so with his contract? He's got
0: um, – it's 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 brilliant really in terms of affordability he's got whatever the rest of his four mil this year so that's peanuts and then the team option next year of 5.25 for what he does at catcher that's
1: but for the brewers not necessarily going to be around when they're competitive
0: exactly because that's that's it that's the last year is that is that team option year it will get picked up obviously by anybody that uh, that deals for him but they can ask for a mint even though yeah. Teams probably know that okay he's not gonna be around for your next competitive team <laughs> you don't get to take a discount for that though well, I'm, I'm gonna give you a, we a still 5. We can still hold him
1: in and wait till next year's trade deadline and we want it. exactly
0: so. all the way till or, then or, off or the season. off season
1: yeah um yeah i think it's inter- that's an interesting one i think i'd push that one over 50 just because this is also the the, the flip side of that is this is the time you get the mint from now on, the, the 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 return goes down. It just keeps dropping, exactly. It just keeps dropping because you, you, in-season is always the best. And if it's in-season plus a year of control, then the team can say, we're not only buying this for the rest of this season, we're buying it for next year.
0: And so. he had, you know, last year was an injury-marred season. What if another thing like that happened? Uh, he will be 31. He's a catcher, so he's been taking a beating. You know, if you yeah. hang on to him, And he he gets off to that bad start, the toe gets nicked, the hand gets nicked, you can really screw yourself there. So if I'm the Brewers, I'm with you. I think that they should be more inclined to do it. I'm going to go 63%. That's the number, just out of my head, right right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think around Bruce, because Bruce has that year of control, so it's a somewhat similar situation. LeCroy is probably more attractive than Bruce, so uh, yeah, 60, 65. That also means he's more expensive, so Mm Uh, you know, I think that's a good place to be. I don't know. I don't know we're gonna have a guy above sixty. Just so that people it's, know, it's gonna be tough. Gonna be, there's gonna be one guy. I think when we get to the athletics, we'll get above sixty.
0: Yeah, that that would um, be the team for just for a lot of different reasons. Let's uh, shift to their their bullpen then, because some of the guys throwing to Jonathan Lucroy could be pretty appealing parts as well. It will Smith seems like a guy who's been kind of eternally on the block now for well over a year, maybe even a little bit last year, he was on the block over the off season. He was coming into the year. Well, then he got hurt and it's like, well, is he going to get back in time to really kind of, kind of build his value? Well, he did. He got back uh, June 2nd and he's been great. He's, he's really been uh, himself. He has one bad outing this year where he didn't log a single out. It was actually just two outings ago for Will Smith. he, Raged out in the in the dugout afterwards He gave up five runs and four of them were earned Really really tough situation that accounts now for half of his season earned runs So I don't even really look at the 372 era and glean much from it because again you lift that out And he's been the superstar. I don't think teams are gonna look at that and say hey He's got a 372 era. We got to get a discount
1: Yeah, But the swinging strikes are down he's down to two ticks on the on the guy those
0: things will matter more than right. an era drop though and and so a lot fewer strikeouts, four and a half fewer strikeouts than last year. That is important.
1: Yeah, I think uh, two more years of control, the Brewers could just put him back in the pocket and say, he's going to be better next year and someone's going to pay. He, someone, so no one's going to pay Andrew Miller prices for Will Smith now. No, but, but but if he bounces back and next year has that 12, you know, the 12K9 and the 2ERA and the 93 mile an hour fastball, somebody might pay Andrew Miller prices next good year.
0: Good call, so. good call. So what percentage for, for Will Smith? I think...
1: Probably like 15% or something. Jeffress is interesting because you has got three more years of control, but he's super cheap. And the the strikeouts aren't there, but the whiffs are, and the stuff looks fine. The stuff
0: is nasty. I, I think he's one of these guys that front offices would realize plays better than, than that strikeout rate might imply because – Like you said, the swinging strike rate's there. The ground ball rate's nasty. It's tough to square him up. So maybe he doesn't get the strikeouts, but he does not allow hard contact. I think Jeffress could be really appealing to some teams.
1: And I think given how little the Brewers paid for him, I mean, they just picked him up off the waiver wire, basically. And, you know, three years of control is great, but three years of control of a righty,
0: He's 28, too. It's not like he's a spring chicken, even though this is his first or second year of, like, really high impact.
1: I mean, they're going to say all the right things and be like, we want the best. But, you know, in the end, uh, that guy came up in the Billy Bean, um, uh, Jeff Luna way of doing Mm business. David Stern. Which is is probably, I would guess, trade away a reliever for anything. Absolutely. You know, if you like it, you know. And then uh, trade away anything that's not nailed down. So
0: uh, that's... I, think, I think they can get something here, and I think that they should be open, very open to trading somebody like a Jeffress. I think it could be one of those win-win deals where you're, where you think, okay, Milwaukee got something nice, but the team that's getting him gets themselves a really nice setup guy. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go 70%. I really think that they're gonna deal. Oh, oh, we're I, our I, 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 I jumped it. I, 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 we said we weren't gonna go too uh, much higher than 60. I'm saying um, they gotta trade him.
1: All right, I, I maybe I don't know. I think I'm thinking a little bit more like 55, just because you know they need someone to pitch next year. I'm pushing but, it uh, high because they, I, th- Knievel could come back and be their closer next year just fine, and you know, and then they trade Knievel. I mean, they, they, unless they're unless they're starting to get good. So yeah, uh, okay, you know, I'm still like 58ish. Uh, there's nobody else that's not nailed down. There's nobody else that's easy. I mean, Matt Garza they trade in a second, but nobody wants
0: him. <laughs> Why not? Man. He's so dope. What about Tyler Thornburg, another reliever that they have, who's kind of an interesting guy, one of those guys that would not shake the fantasy radar 1%, but is having a really nice season, has given up just 5.8 hits per nine, has 12.6 strikeouts, a career high, has had home run issues at times, including last year, 1.8, but actually has it down this year. Way better 1. in the pen, 1. though,
1: yeah. We've been way better in the pen. Um, I don't think that anybody's going to give you what you want for him. I mean, I, I think, you know, another year in the pen uh, of being a lefty uh, with those kind of numbers. And then you start getting those, uh, those nice prices. You know
0: it's funny that you say that. I always confuse this too. He's actually a righty and I confuse Tyler how oh. as a lefty every single oh. time I think about him.
1: I, yeah, I just don't think he gets traded then. Okay. I mean, it's '94 is nice, but it's not the Jeffress stuff that makes your eyes pop. Exactly. And there's too much mediocrity in the past. Unless someone thinks they can convert him back into starting, it's. It, but now it's been sort of two years. I think maybe it's the, the cat's yeah, out of the. He's
0: he's a reliever, I think too. The, the, they've got him for a while. He's 27. There's they don't have to push the the pedal on this one.
1: He could be their closer, you know, trying to keep Knievel cheap. So he could be their closer next year, and they trade him next year after two years of these numbers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, i put him at like 45%, 40%, less less likely than to be moved. In. And, you know, they're not going to move both relievers, I doubt. So, you know. Um, no, I think it would be know, one is I, likely. out
0: of all three of those. Yeah. I think it would be one at max. They, because also, I don't think that they necessarily believe that they're going to be a, a bottom feeder next year. Because that, that offense has actually been pretty decent. Uh, they might be maybe one more bat. Obviously, if they trade Lucroy, it's a different story. But they- I
1: still like Santana. He's hurt this year. Yeah. Nothing that I've said about Santana is about this year anymore. If I have said it, I'm sorry. To me, the Santana is like next year's Marcelo Zuna, you know?
0: That's a um, really good name, by the way. Did we ever talk about Marcelo Zuna on this podcast? Oh, wait. Yeah. A- You're damn right we did. Yeah.
1: Every day, all day. We love um, So, uh, Brian Braun, too expensive. I, th- I mean, it's pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. It's And he's old. I think they may they may just... Brian Braun may be there when they're good again.
0: <laughs> exactly, because it could be in two years, just, and he's there, I mean, he's no, there in 20. Them, they're
1: like, fine. <laughs> no, we'll just fine. keep
0: him. Let him is that- now our baseman <laughs> he, he's awesome like he, he's he's he is awesome again so i don't think he's getting dealt i think we're really looking at luke croy here and then maybe one of the relievers obviously i'm i was pretty high on on saying Jeffers would get dealt i could see them he, dangling him to get something big um
1: so i think probably thornburg is the winner if Jeffers goes yes i mean righties are are predicted more are 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 loved more than lefties will smith's stuff is not quite what it was before and
0: um he hasn't done anything this year
1: so and, and then Kniebel's been hurt and hasn't done anything. So I think yeah, Thornburg might be the winner there. That's sort of reading between the lines. I have I'm not actually I haven't looked at uh usage, which is the the other thing. I know that Smith has been used in some um in some late situations, but I'm about to have a better answer. I for see you some on
0: that. eights here for for Thornburg, but it's a lot of, it's more sevens probably. Um what about like
1: Yeah, it holds holds wise as Thornburg or Will Smith, so yeah. Uh, and Kniebel has one, but uh, and has been pitching well. He's the he's the he's the uh, dark horse, I would say. Okay, uh, I'd say it's probably Thornburg, then Smith, and Kniebel
0: Well, let's jump out to Oakland then, because that is yeah, that could give us the, the, the really big numbers. I, 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 some, I took a shot with uh,
1: 75 with, here, I think at least. What's that? Or maybe more. we're gonna get a 75 or more here.
0: I think we have to. I think we have to. Let's uh let's start with Josh Reddick. And then we can we can hit on the infield, and then we'll, we'll close with a bang. We'll talk to those pitchers um, after that. Because I think we already kind of talked Madsen the other day. We don't really see that. So we'll focus on the starters uh, once again, Gray and Hill. But, but Josh Reddick right now actually in rumors. This could be your big number because he's actually in rumors right now with, uh, with Chicago, the Cubs, I should say. Can't just say Chicago. That'd be pretty interesting. Now, he was off to a great start got hurt which was terrifying for them I'm sure because he's had injury issues in the past and that would kill his market and like you said he's a he's a full on peer rental there's no options there's no nothing doesn't make a lot either 6.6 6 mil so it's easy to trade to even a poor team they can afford him for those last 2 months even if there's you know obviously it's not the cubs that are poor but either way very easy to trade very good player Josh Reddick what's our percentage here 90000
1: yeah I mean, the only the only thing that that would tamp it down is uh, an extension. They've sure. been talking extension. I heard the number was um, I heard the number that their camp wanted was I thought pretty reasonable, something like uh, three for fifty or something. Um, and I think the the number that uh, the, the A's gave out was like three for thirty or something. And I just don't think that that's that they're going to bridge that gap. Three, for 30,
0: uh, man, I, he'll get more than that. The market, I mean, sucks, that, that too.
1: seems to be like that's the number one that's that's the A's biggest deal they can give out, you know. <laughs> that's the, that's the Billy Butler deal, yeah. So, uh, I just don't think that they're that they can get they can do a four for 50, and so, um, yeah, I'd go to yeah, 85 90. Uh, I think he's probably the best way to do it is probably package with Rich Hill for like the premium. Uh, the premium, and that's and Cameron had a great piece where he's predicting where things go. This seems like package made for the Dodgers: get an extra outfielder and and get uh, get a starter. Um, you know they have the they have the prospects where they won't give up their top three prospects, but they'll still give up a decent prospect that the A's would like. Grant
0: Holmes is that a name you think?
1: Uh, yeah, we should probably give a guess on that. Uh,
0: let's see here. Grant Holmes, Jarrell Cotton.
1: Doubt it. They're not going to get. Um, they're not going to get Delay her. Dele- Dele- yeah, yeah. I think that's. I don't think they're going to get that much. Um, of course, you know the, Billy Bean would want to hit her, but uh, uh,
0: let's see here.
1: Uh, maybe Cody Ballinger.
0: Okay. I mean, he's a. I don't know a whole lot about him. What, what, what do you got on him?
1: I I, I like him. Um, And uh, not everyone does. Oh, by the way,
0: side note. Sorry to sidetrack you really fast. It's just on my brain since you said I like him. Uh, Your boy was traded, Travis DeMeritt. That's right. uh, I know it's not a huge fantasy thing, but we have talked about him uh, nicely in the past. What what do you think about that with him out in Atlanta now?
1: Just good for him opportunity-wise. Good for him probably league-wise, a little bit easier than L. Uh, you know, talking to him at the at the at the futures game about his two strike approach, it wasn't good to hear that uh, he's he was like, "I'm trying to find a good two strike approach and can't can't figure it out." Mm-hmm. Uh, and that suggests a little bit of like, you know, just not just not good contact ability, you know, because he's trying to even on two strike counts make more contact and he still can't do it. So um, he's definitely. Probably has a bust rate of a probably like eighty percent.
0: Okay, that, that, that's but Travis Demerit, former Texas Rangers prospect, now moved out to um, the Braves for Lucas Harrell and Dario Alvarez. Again, not a huge fantasy thing, but that's one of Eno's guys. You dynasty leaguers, we're talking ten. 10- huge
1: bust rate, but might have like a five to ten percent superior rate because if he does figure it out, it's going to be kind of like Javi Baez type stuff where you know he maybe makes a leap and gets make, makes a leap and gets to like twenty five. Uh, percent strikeout rate has that good walk rate and is actually showing that power so um his his steamer protection is amazing 181 241 301 <laughs> so That's really uh, that should reined it in a little bit also just in high a and uh, 21 years old but the path is clearer now to the exactly. major leagues
0: that that was one and, of the reasons i brought him up
1: and now we get to see some stats in another league because he's in the desert Oh, uh, now we get to see some stats in another league and see what his what his ISO is in a new league. He keeps so. mashing
0: in, in some of these uh, East Coast leagues. That that'll tell us something about Travis Demerit's power. So that's a dynasty league play for y'all. We just just wanted to bring him up quickly. Let's shift back to the Dodgers here. So as it relates so to So Cody
1: Bellinger, even Farnsworth, who likes him, uh, had him as the 20th best prospect. Uh, but that was, I think, before uh, a little step forward this year.
0: MLB has um, him fifth right now. For the Dodgers,
1: am I looking at? Uh, I'm looking at the old one. Am I looking no, at? No, no. You said
0: you you were citing uh, Farnsworth. I was I was just citing what I think is an updated one. I think they keep these updated in season as graduations happen and all that. So they've got they've got them all the way up to five right now.
1: Oh, you're, you're who are you saying? MLB? MLB, um, MLB, yes,
0: yeah. behind Urias. Uh,
1: yeah, and he also he also showed uh, power and an improved strikeout rate this year. Uh, which is a, a good step forward for him. I mean, he hit 30 homers in high A last year. Was now he's in play
0: Yeah, Cali. but uh, you yeah, he's got to tamp it down. You, you can't go full bore on on a Cal League home run total.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I know. I'm just, uh, you know, there is there is the power potential, and then he stri- he he cut the strikeout rate and up the walk rate. So you know, they probably told him or or he knew that he had to work on plate discipline. So. The fact that he's done you know, the plus power thing and the, the plus plate discipline thing, I think if he can put those two together. Uh, his his project, projection is already okay, 218, 278, 363 with 145 ISO, so at least league average ISO.
0: Yeah, for a guy that, who's only in AA right now, as a 20-year-old.
1: Right, and he's a 27% strikeout rate in that projection, so if he continues to keep a good strikeout rate, that's going to go down and all the other numbers are going to go up. So I think uh, they could take like a Cody Bellinger and an, and an arm. And uh, that's the kind of stuff that uh, that uh, that Billy Bean loves to do because he gets a bat that some people don't like but has, you know, done some good production. And, um, By the way, know,
0: we, we should point out that David Force is the actual GM, but Billy Bean obviously still has yeah, his right. hand in it. It's kind of a Theo Epstein, Jet Voyager situation. I'm, I'm David Force emailed me because we're, we're good buddies. He's like, come on, man. Just no, I'm just kidding, obviously. Uh,
1: who, wins, who wins in, I don't think they serve right burns yeah burns maybe there's mendy
0: alcantara who they got for chris Coglin. um who could be mm-hmm. one of those like, guys who does more fantasy stuff than than real life because he doesn't always hit well uh alcantara was actually i think he got hurt though right when he made it to triple a with them so maybe, maybe yeah, he
1: was just out the other day playing backup okay, shortstop, okay, okay. So. i thought
0: it, for some reason i thought he got he got nicked but uh if he's if he's already up there playing a little May, bit
1: bingdon might come back up who's that Mingden or Han might come back up.
0: Oh, to fill in for Hill?
1: Yeah. So, um, but they've already had to do that, and they already sent Mingden down. But Mingden or Han could win. You know, there would sure. be another chance for them. Uh, I still, Han's curveball still is like second best spin rate in baseball. You know, the velocity is still pretty good. The last outing was better than than before. Uh, I still have some hope for him. They, I just
0: they have to trade Hill though, right? I know he's only going to make that start on sunday which is right up against the deadline because it's on that monday and he hasn't uh, he hasn't really done anything since july
1: 7th for next year is up to like 17 mil so there's no way they're going to offer him a qualifying it. offer so yeah he'd probably take it so i don't think that they're uh, i yeah i don't think that they'd keep him for that reason you know they could try and sneaking past waivers before, but I think if they get a decent offer, you know, I almost put his percentage
0: higher than Reddick's, even though I I, both have to go. So honestly, no, I won't. I'll I'll put both at 92%. They have to be dealt. I just can't see any reason to keep them. Uh, Hill's old, but even Reddick, who's not as old, the, what, what are you going to do outside of getting that extension done? That's the only thing that they can do. And as we talked, that's just not a viable pattern or path, I should say, for Oakland because they can't freaking afford it. So I think both got to go. Maybe even 92 is underselling it. I'm going to go 107%. percent you you talking it, <laughs> no? 107% chance that they're traded. What about anybody on that on that infield? Pick one guy that you think could get a decent number out of you in terms of a trade potential on that infield right now. I think you're going to go with Valencia, but I want to hear – who you might look at.
1: Well, the weird thing is there are all these rumors that Danny Valencia doesn't isn't getting any any love.
0: Apparently and people hate he, that guy.
1: I guess so, but I haven't like he seemed fine to me. He's been yeah, he hanging out about it last He's episode. not a guy who hangs out by himself. He hangs out with people. Uh I don't know. I haven't seen it. In terms of what's going on in the field though, he's been playing as a DH first baseman versus lefties mostly recently. Um, that's uh, that's he's he's definitely seen a hit in playing time. Uh, let's see, just going back, he's said DH, 1B, RF, 1B, PH, 1B, 1B, DH. So he's basically splitting time with Yonder Alonso. And I, think I guess
0: he came up in stole time, right?
1: Yeah, I guess they must have at some point just decided they didn't like the defensive metrics from him at third base. So now you're talking about like probably a guy who needs to go to an AL team. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he can be DH1B. Uh, if the White Sox were buying, you know, I could get into that. Um,
0: yeah, my, my Tigers don't have an opening. Um, yeah, or else right. I could see them. A lot of big slugging dudes. Plus, they need a lefty at bat anyway. If the if the Tigers Atrus were getting is, a bat,
1: Atrus has picked up Bregman, and they're played him at DH a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, and then they so Albaena, I think, will nurse his hamstring back to health and, and as a
0: DH probably. I don't. Uh, I don't see a spot in the American League. Sox have a pretty good DA. Baltimore have done have done that. Baltimore and Toronto have done that before with him, and they don't Uh, have an opening.
1: Baltimore's kind of interesting if they if they think they can hide him out there in the outfield. I mean, they they were in on Melvin Upton for some reason. Well, they do
0: put Trumbo out there. At least Melvin Upton can play defense.
1: Right. So I think Baltimore is an interesting idea. I mean, it's obviously not going to cost much. No. I mean, there was a rumor he was going to be DFA. So again like this <laughs> yeah right so i think i think we put the number at let's say if we're gonna say instead of trade he's gonna change teams he, uh, he could
0: also then, be an august guy right i bet he'd pass through right?
1: i think so yeah so if we're gonna say trade teams i'll put it up at 90 percent too okay uh, you know if we're talking about tr- like a trade maybe it's a little lower because maybe nobody really wants him
0: He could be the, f- uh, the first guy to get moved in back-to-back years despite a freaking 864 and 832 ops totals yeah. I mean,
1: just maybe, maybe, maybe he is a dick. I don't know. I just haven't, I talked to him. It was fine.
0: You got you know, more I know connects than to, I do, but that, that's one of the things that I've heard. is that He
1: talks to other guys. Like they, like, so there's a group there that talks to each other about things like spin rates and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, exit velocity. And he's in it. You know, like when I was talking to Jed Lowry about this stuff, he was like, "Yeah, I was just talking to Danny Valencia and Billy Butler." So these are guys that everyone hates, and yet they're sitting around talking about, you know, you know, launch angles and stuff. I could see Billy Butler spends more time by himself. Um, You know, he's kind of like older. He gets paid a lot more than everybody. He's not, you know, he's like the only guy who got a three-year contract in that whole locker room. Such
0: interesting dynamic, the the clubhouse.
1: And he like physically looks terrible, <laughs> you know. Like he just like physically doesn't look like a baseball player. And then sometimes he'll come out and like give advice to other te- uh, players, and they're kind of like, "What?
0: Right, who are you again?" <laughs> He's like, "Come on, You're dudes, right. go look at my 20, uh, 2009 to twenty thirteen. Yeah, I was a freaking monster. Get off my back." Uh,
1: would he win if if Valencia was out of town? Would Billy Butler play more? Yeah, I guess. Shop him, or would we care? Red, Ryan Healy then would like have a lock on that job.
0: Maybe even I know Smolinski's a lefty killer, but maybe they'd just give him more time to see if he can evolve. Uh,
1: no, I think Smolinski's like playing more often. So yeah, I think Smolinski is. They'd be looking at Smolinski to see if they want him for next year. They're hoping
0: he can do a Valencia. Remember, Valencia was a lefty killer all these years, and yeah. finally figured out how to hit righties a little bit. Um, if if Smolinski could do that, that'd be huge because then he could be more of a full time guy. And he still Muncy. Oh. I mean these these sweet players I'm man not you, 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 not you, yeah, I'm, I can see them. I got to end the podcast so I can go pick up all these studs you're talking about you know
1: Yeah there's no there's no winner here they said they were sticking with Ryan Madsen. I don't know if anybody's like playing a a, a, a ransom for a three a guy who's under contract at a good number for 3 years but hasn't <laughs> been awesome recently Um he could go if Ryan Madsen goes I think it's Ryan Bill
0: Still yeah definitely has to be
1: the Little's not even healthy and, uh, he could get I mean, Ax would be super cheap, but I don't know, maybe Axford, Ma- but maybe I, I, would, maybe. I would say Dalvin Axford. If Madsen goes, what's your number on Madsen?
0: My number on Madsen is if you're hearing that they're not looking to move, I'm going to say 57%, still over 50, but not like a month ago, yeah. I would have said 77%.
1: Right, right. So I've
0: cut it because he's also going like to go
1: around now. 40%. I think that the Chapman deal was actually a market chiller. Because nobody wants to, you know, there's some sort of market being set almost. Yes, Madsen's not Chapman, but sure. the, the market was pushed so far. Yeah, but even what's
0: commensurate for for a Madsen who has a couple of years was probably still too much for people based on that Chapman deal. I hear what you're saying.
1: Yeah, exactly. And based on that, and look at that, uh, look at the deal today for it was for a reliever. Demerit went for a reliever. Um, by the way, I'm saying demerit because uh, you know people get demerits, but. I should maybe get a demerit because it might be demerit. I don't know. Oh,
0: I thought it was demerit too. So I'm, I'm, I, we, we stand together on that one. Let's jump over to Philly quickly. But
1: just just real quick the the deal today was Dario Alvarez, uh, a left handed reliever, and Lucas Harrell, who has a good curveball and might be better as a reliever. Maybe they yeah, use him. Maybe, well, maybe they use him as a starter because their they're, they're three, four, five starters are terrible.
0: Yeah, they're running out um, at what? They need to do something a little bit bigger. Right. This so should be maybe a supplemental
1: back. move. Maybe Martin Perez gets two innings and Lucas Harrell gets three or whatever. But in any case, um, Harrell could be a, a reliever. In the, in the So basically they might have bought two relievers. And what they spent was a guy who has an 80% bus rate and is 22 and is in AA and was on nobody's top 100. So I think that's what we're going to see more of. We're going to see people, if they want a reliever, trying to find you know a reliever on the Phillies – that won't cost People as People are looking for you know? the next
0: Sam Dyson, right? A guy who's right, exactly. not yes. that huge, who ended up being something and really yeah. helped turn them around. Now, you know, he has not been great this year, but he was... See if
1: the Phillies will give you Hector Neris yes, for less.
0: Yes, Get you know? something like that. He's fallen hard times.
1: Matt's, you know, who will actually cost some money, is under contract, and maybe Billy wants more. So,
0: Well, let's talk Phillies then, because I, I think the number... Honestly, this might actually be our highest number. Jeremy Hellickson. He feels like Uh almost a a 98 percent. Like 99, yeah. He's gone, so let's not even necessarily worry about Hellickson himself. Let's talk who who could benefit, and then we'll talk about potentially maybe some of their relievers going if there's any if there's any intrigue there for you. So Hellickson likely gone. Been a lot of talk with Miami. I think just so Miami doesn't have to face him anymore. He's decimated them this year, (laughs) (laughs) in like three three or four starts. Um. Who 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 could jump up? Does that mean Zach Eflin is is locked and loaded the rest of the season? It's, it's I, two complete games, by the way. I know he's not great, and complete games are are hardly a measure of anything really. They could be fluky. They're not necessarily, you know, uh, automatic that you're a good pitcher. But th- just this month, he has two complete games. One against the Braves. I have a complete game against the Braves this year. But then a shutout at at Pittsburgh. So I I don't know what to make of Zach Eflin. Doesn't miss okay. a lot of bats. But, uh, yeah, I got
1: no love for him, dude.
0: You know, it, it's it's not great, but I think he would probably be the the winner here. There's just not a whole. lot. Uh, yeah,
1: they, yeah, he might. I mean, they 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 don't they like like the Rays. They just want to get to the end, but yep. I mean, it's uh, it's a, a flat like a straight fastball. The sinkers okay, but he uses it less. No, he doesn't uh,
0: miss any. Like he does not fool guys.
1: The change is bad. The slider is. Okay, the slider is probably his best pitch. Let me look. Yep, fourteen percent on the slider. Sweet. The curve gets good whiff, but he throws a twenty-eight of them and it's slow. So you
0: sweet, seven percent swinging strike rate. Zach F one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think the winner is pass. <laughs>
0: uh, well, so. Thinking... You mentioned Neris, right? And he was a really interesting guy early in the season. He was out of his mind. He's still been good. Like you look at the composite, it's still a good season, 261 ERA, 63 strikeouts and 51 and two thirds innings. I think there was a little bit of overuse at a point there where he was kind of overheating um, because he's just out there seemingly every day or at least every other day. But he's kind of gotten back on track after a really tough outing in Toronto where he allowed three three earned in uh, just two thirds of an inning, he's allowed just uh, three earned total in 17 and a third innings over 17 appearances with 21 strikeouts. So Hector Nares pitching well again. He's not closing though, so uh, if he goes anywhere, he's a setup man, and anybody that replaces him it wouldn't be that interesting. But is there a team that you think could use him in a setup role and would and would actually pay something for him?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean yeah if if they could get like something like this like this uh deal that the Rangers has pulled off with the with the um
0: could oh, with the Rangers this, could they even get a tick more perhaps
1: yeah maybe I mean Naris has as I think he has really good stuff yeah I'm surprised because I, 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 I haven't paid attention um I'm surprised to hear that he has uh, Falling some hard, well, 261, 108 I mean, yeah, it, it, was good. it was
0: blips. It was blips where yeah. he, would, he would get in some. But trouble. he's twenty
1: seven. I mean, he's kind of like in that Jeffress category where it's like, oh, we found something. Maybe we should sell
0: it. <laughs> right, so I'm getting established <laughs> here. I finally, I got a roll with this team. Out. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I didn't Thanks. realize Alvarez. Again, he's not really fantasy relevant. I, sh- I shouldn't even go back to it, but I didn't realize Dario Alvarez had 28 strikeouts in 15 innings for a lefty that's, that's not that's not bad. Oh yeah, I
1: mean he he could be a really good. That movie, could be
0: that sneak tip, guy Especially against
1: lefties. He's kill he kills lefties. So I'm a little surprised they traded him, but I guess they just you know is that I think that's that's more of the kind of Kylie uh, and cop influence where it's like you know
0: we'll find another Dario this guy's
1: Alvarez. Great, even if this guy's great, he's probably worth a win. Yep. Let's go take a chance on uh, like a four win. Let's take a twenty percent chance of a four win guy under command uh, with Demerit, then rather than you know try to hold on to this like you know 60% yearly half win, of a you know point seven. Me, yeah. You know. Yeah. No, so.
0: Fully, fully agree there. And Neris, you know, as is, as is, is good as he's been. He's not that different, we're looking at like a full season, kind of a kind of a win. He's been worth a win and a half this year. I'm looking at the at the uh, baseball reference one, so don't quote me on that as it translates over to fan graphs. But he's he's been good. He can go be an effective piece for somebody. Is there any chance that you could see him closing if he gets dealt somewhere? Mm,
1: I doubt it. I mean, unless what if the Nationals got him? I mean, would the Phillies trade their nearest to the Nationals to watch him close there? Maybe not. I for mean, three the more Nationals' years. job seems possibly available yeah and you know no longer because they've made these comments about uh jonathan Papelbon.
0: and this is this is by the way this is when baseball Nationals, hates you. Man, me no no i was gonna say when baseball hates oh. you as a fan the guy you can't stand right but jonathan pavlebon I kind of love when he gets when he has blown saves. I'm just not a fan.
1: <laughs> but then
0: baseball twists the knife a little bit and says, okay, you want one of those blown saves? How about one against Cleveland, who your, who your favorite team is oh, chasing. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh, sweet, Papelbon blew a based. save. Oh, wait, it was against <laughs> Cleveland. Damn it.
1: Baseball karma. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, 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 Baker said it's too soon to make a decision on closer. I mean, that's Papelbon's job. That's we game getting paid for. I don't know. Just got to go back to the drawing board. It's too early to say. That was ringing today. endorsement that was today a ringing endorsement today so and, and they've shown that they'll bring somebody in so
0: <laughs> yeah uh we know that they're not worried about an incumbent uh even yeah. when when the, the incumbent has been really good let alone somebody who's struggling a bit or not a bit quite a bit actually 418 era 142 whip the strikeouts are down the walks are up everything's worse for pavel bond this year it, it, i just
1: feel like you know, like like a Jeffress is more likely or something. You know, they
0: could, yeah, they could end up getting a Jeffress. I honestly thought that they were going to be the ones to uh, to pony up for for chat. Chat. It really, yeah. it really just looked like a good fit with Dusty Baker there.
1: Because um, the Giants want a cl- want a reliever, but I think they'd rather have a lefty.
0: I think lefty is is what they would want. Yes, we're
1: saying or, or maybe I don't know. I like Osage, but I guess Osage could be your second. He, lefty. I was going to say
0: he needs to be the second one, Javier Lopez. Is not somebody that yes, they want to rely I mean, on right now.
1: Yeah. They want so Osage it's,
0: it's, to take the Javier Lopez role.
1: Uh, could Could Neris close? Now, obviously, if if, if Neris goes to the Giants, you know, there's no way that that uh, Bochy is 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 picking Neris over Casilla. He, uh, just he's a loyal guy. And Naris doesn't come in even with the saves pedigree. Hell, know?
0: Strickland would be chosen there. I agree. If they did get Jeff someone was, like Naris it would not. What about Will Smith? What if they pony up for Will Smith and say, you know, what, well, we I need think that
1: Smith lefty? they're like a, maybe a platoon closer at best. You know, he did try to do that a little bit with Casilla, and Casilla got mad. Um, <laughs> there was like a moment where... He where,
0: stormed where, off the mound that one time when he was taken yeah, out.
1: Exactly. So, I don't know. I, it's really interesting. I, I feel like the Giants are going to get a reliever, but I can't tell... I think they're the kind of team that would rather trade for a guy that had saves um, and the pedigree, and they could then say to Casilla, sorry, man, we went and got, you know, dude. Mm-hmm. And, but who's dude?
0: I don't know. I really don't There's right no know.
1: There's no dude. I mean, Jeffrey, like Chapman, they could have done that. They could have easily said, uh, sorry, Casilla, you're not Chapman. It's pretty obvious.
0: That, that one's an um, easy one to, to say.
1: But, uh, do, sorry, Casilla, we've got Jeffress.
0: <laughs> He's like, who's that?
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I, I think they'll get somebody, but it's going to end up being smaller pieces. That,
1: depth and, like, push it up. Like, you know, get Neris, and then he becomes your your ninth, eighth inning guy. Because he doesn't quite trust Strickland as much as the stuff looks good. He, you know, today I think he pitched in, like, the seventh or something.
0: Dan Straily pitched well against them, by the way, today. A guy, a guy we've we've, we've Boy. enjoyed at times, but uh, just can't so, find the consistency.
1: Naris will give like a forty percent.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll agree with that. These two are rapid fire, mainly because we don't care who would be replacing either of them because the pitching on these two teams has been so brutal. So I really just want a percentage on Julio Tehran and Matt Shoemaker.
1: Um, let me look at the. I
0: haven't heard a lot of Tehran rumors lately, by the way.
1: Well, Scaggs, you got to get a little up Scaggs. Wait,
0: I don't think he's. I think he's he's settled he's in, though. I think he's yeah, got he's his there's no there's nothing the pushing him out, so that's the only reason I said nobody is going to come up and and get a spot. I think Skaggs is staying and it would be Skags Santiago, Weaver, and I don't even you know Lindiccume I guess they're going to continue to roll his corpse out there. I didn't think Major League Baseball allowed corpses to pitch anymore, but it is interesting to see this weekend at Bernie's so be situation. Him. don't be mean to him. I, I love Linsicum, but my God, it's so bad, man.
1: Yeah, the time, the time has passed. Uh, let me see here. Shoemaker is under contract uh, for th- four more years.
0: Wait, really? Yeah. Holy hell. He's
1: been in the rumors, though. He's definitely been in the rumors. Uh, I will give him a 10%. Yeah. Taron is simil- is similarly under contract for a while and on a good contract. However, there, there are much more likely people that would line up and Give something good for him
0: exactly right. because he has Pro- the pedigree and other years, uh, other full years in the majors of oh. being very good.
1: Interesting that they just consummated a trade and it didn't involve Tehran. Maybe that suggests that they talked. They obviously would have. They talked. We know they talked, and they must have talked Tehran, and so the Rangers must have passed.
0: That's true they, because they, you know,
1: option they took the bargain. Bid. Would you
0: have done Profar? I think I heard you say his name. Would you have done a profile for Tehran? What about it just a straight up, or or, or, the, or add Braves, add far and Tehran to the deal that they already did? What about what if it was a big something like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, if
1: you're Braves, I think you'd do that.
0: So you go pro-far and demerit for Tehran, Dario uh, Alvarez, and pro,
1: uh, Pro-far at third like tomorrow.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So, um, but I think that that. That means that Profar's uh, percentage is probably 5 to 10%, and that Teron's percentage takes a ding. I might have put it at, like... So Tehran is under contract through uh,
0: 2020. It's really nice. And so they can under afford to ask terms. big for him.
1: Yeah, I'm going to give him... Uh, not Archer-esque, because he's not as good as Archer. Austin
0: just got swept. They still need another starter. All right.
1: All right, I'll give him... I give him like 25. I was gonna
0: say 28. Okay, we're we're, yeah. we're in lockstep pretty much. Though. That's yeah, a three percent difference. I'm just Stay saying around. you're saying fives and zeros. I'm being a, a nerd and trying to trying to <laughs> yeah, wait. you, you know, I'm gonna say 28.6 percent. You know I think I have come up with a calculation that is really uh, pinpointed that I really think 28.6 is the number. Okay, so we don't really <laughs> see either of those two necessarily being dealt. It would take a haul to get either shoemaker. The well,
1: Braves won't be good by 2020. I mean, they're going to be in the new stadium. He
0: could end up being their ace on their next good team. Yeah, Freeman and, and or and frontliner. Freeman and Tehran, yeah. dude, and they're trying to build around. No, them. I totally agree. Now uh, well, let's close with Rockies outfield, and I just put it as a general one because they do have several guys who teams could be interested. In. I think Gerardo Parra is still on the DL, so probably not him. So let's just focus on Blackman and Cargo and we can say right now that David Dahl would be the beneficiary because he's already up. So he's already up getting some playing time while is out. He would obviously then be cleared for full-time PT. I can't find him to be available in very many leagues at all right now, at least the ones that I'm in. He was scooped before he even was called up. If he is available, though, he's in coolers. I would honestly consider David Dahl. I would preemptively get him this weekend just in case the move was made, even in a 10-teamer. Because yeah I'm going to take a guy who's in Coors who might be on who might be a, a trade away from full-time PT for the next two months.
1: yeah he's, he's got to be picked up uh, like I did in my in my 11 team league when I picked up Bregman right before he was called up You're damn genius uh, to you I, I think you got to do that with dull even though the strikeout rate means that maybe on the road you don't necessarily need to need to play him uh, having that guy on your bench for all those core starts will be great. Uh, you know, I think at home he could hit 280 uh, with like 15-15 type stuff right now.
0: Now they're two, they're two lefties. 29-year-old Charlie Blackman, we heard some rumblings to, to uh, with Washington uh, about a week or plus uh, week to ten days ago. Cargo has been eternally on the trade block. Uh, since 1986, actually, which is interesting, um, because they di- they didn't exist as a team, and yet they already had somebody on the trade block. Just a, just an inter- history is interesting, guys. It's just, you have to study history. It's very interesting. <laughs> Carlos Gonzalez, forty, or what is that? Thirty years has on the trade block. Does he finally <laughs> trade? Least. Uh,
1: I think that Blackman is cheaper than Gonzalez and under contract for longer. Uh, and so he's going to stay. Okay. Uh, the Rockies have been quietly getting better and
0: John Gray uh, beastie.
1: uh, Yeah. And have, and have Jeff Hoffman coming. So I think that they will only sell things that are not nailed, nailed down. Paul Swiden wrote a piece saying, what if they're not sellers? That was pretty good. um, you know, Jorge De La Rosa is a free agent next year, but that could be they've already re-signed him before. I could I think I could see them signing him for like a, you know, one year, 10 million dollar next year and just
0: to, you know. take another shot that he can get back on because it, it's been a bad year for sure. But I think they've seen enough out of him and his success in Coors to believe like that just, De La Rosa yeah. could get it back on track for one more. Thing. And they'd
1: just and they'd be the only ones that would be desperate enough. And he's been the only one desperate enough to take their money. Exactly. So it's like, exactly. You know, it's that, a good fit. That is, re-up and hope he's there five, you know. And um, uh, Boone Logan, you know.
0: There's a lefty sure. that, that teams could There's a lefty they could
1: buy, yeah. That could you
0: know, that could be a Giants Jake option.
1: As a year plus. Yeah, I think actually Boone Logan sounds almost more like a Giant than Jake McGee. Although Jake McGee, bigger fastball, some well, closing experience. Jake McGee
0: would cost a hell of a lot more though, too, right? Even with the, even with the crappy numbers that he's had this year. I think
1: the, you know that team cannot accept, cannot escape the fact that they gave up Dickerson. Although you know it's not like Dickerson's been amazing, but they gave up a hitter, a major league young hitter, for Jake McGee. So they'll want something like that, and I think nobody will match that the price. Prospect so.
0: hounds, don't freak out because I don't know, I don't always know what I'm doing here with some of these prospect guys. What if Bigford and Beattie would be too much? So I'm not even going to say them.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, if you got something what it,
0: else, what if it was and Beatty for McGee and, and another something? What about what, what would you get both? Would you want both lefties? Would you say McGee and Logan? Um, or would you say McGee and
1: well, I don't love Beatty, so uh, maybe I'm not the right guy to ask, but.
0: I was, you know, was going to go a little bit lower on their prospect list um, and, and, and maybe go with Lucius Fox, but I think you actually like Fox,
1: uh, right? Lucius Fox, is it's got too much upside for this sort of deal. Okay,
0: well, what about BD?
1: I think that they, internally, they, if they don't like BD that much, BD, you know, some people like him, some people don't. I think BD could be the kind of guy that would get them something back from the Rockies um, and that they might just say, wow, you know, BD's got like an okay sinker, but he you know just hasn't put up, any interesting numbers in the minor leagues uh i think it is Beedy that goes because some people like him still
0: yeah bigfoot would have to be a uh like a, a brawn or bruce like i, I was th- i was thinking he was only going to go in like a massive deal
1: Bigford is uh, you know some prospect hounds don't think much of him but he's also lower hasn't been around as long hasn't tarnished his reputation necessarily. Sure. And uh, I think he would go in a bigger deal. So if they got something nice, Bickford, Bickford and Beatty or Bickford goes uh, instead of Beatty But I think in a smaller deal, and I think that's more likely for the Giants at this point, uh, you know, Beatty for Logan, I don't know. It's,
0: I feel like Beatty for it's, McGee it's, might, it's,
1: might work. Beatty for McGee, then they could say, you know, you guys get a real pitcher. You know, hopefully, the you know, they like him. They, call, they talk about a sinker a lot. And maybe the, you know, the Rockies say, oh, we need sinkers. Um, and uh, then you get uh, you get a guy that's under control for two years that's a lefty. Yeah, I can you know I could see that maybe.
0: But um, we're out here making deals, folks.
1: Yeah, we're we're wheeling and dealing. I'd give uh, most Rockies under fifty percent. That's fair. And uh, because Colin's been on the freaking trade block forever 30 Everyone's
0: years I, I think i covered that earlier come on man right. try to keep up
1: yeah sorry 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 um and uh boone logan's not uh you know on the tip of anyone's lips i haven't even like, I, I, yeah, I haven't even time. heard
0: anything about him i'm yeah. kind of surprised by that i, f- I feel like yeah.
1: maybe, maybe that means that someone's gonna ninja him it's not like we heard about dario alvarez so. true
0: true but oh, but if oh. he gets moved it's not really fantasy relevance and even if even if logan is moved yeah. what about your boy out of
1: even McGee's, you know, not not fancy relevant true. anymore. It's really yeah. falling off of that. And if Estevez loses the role, I've been wrong about him. I thought he would lose it by now. Um, I think it's Ottavino that takes it. He's he's pitching really well. They've got him under contract for three years, so so
0: they're not dealing
1: two two more yeah, years. Got at least. two more years
0: of Adovino. They love him there, I think too. And I think he's really figured out a way to find success there. He's already off to a great start. Six and two thirds. Really good clean.
1: teammate. He's he helped John Gray get better. So I think that they watch that sort of thing. By the and they way, know about
0: this. John Gray, man, I know it's only a 4.12 ERA, folks. If you're if you're kind of baseball reference scouting, you might be like, oh, well, he's not doing that well. No, he's been he's really good. good this year. And if you kind of, I know that some people get really annoyed when you say if you take out this thing, but the only reason I do it is to point out the, how the magnitude of awfulness of a, a start or three can really damage a bottom line and give you a misperception of a guy. He got bombed out for nine earned in three and the third at St. Louis. It was even on the road, but also six in three and two thirds against Pittsburgh in his second start of the season at home. Um, So you look at those two starts there, that's 15 earned runs out of 45. It's almost 33% of the earned runs he's given up this year in seven innings of work, seven of his 102 and two thirds. And so that's only 7% of his innings this season. I look at Gray, and I really see him coming along nicely. In fact, I'll have a piece up at Rotographs on John Gray. He's been really good and might actually be their next their their next big thing that they've been waiting on now for actually longer than they've had Carlos Gonzalez on the block. They've been waiting for the next big pitcher in Coors Field for 42 years, you know. Fact. You can look it up on Wikipedia. 42. <laughs> uh, I think we've covered just about everybody. Is there anybody that um, that I did not name that you think is a viable trade candidate that deserves our attention?
1: I will give the field uh, maybe better than 50% odds just because Daria Alvarez tells us to stay woke. So uh, there's going to be somebody we're not talking about, and we don't have enough time to talk about every player. We gave you an extravaganza,
0: folks. It was an hour and a half trade yes. extravaganza. I hope. Hopefully,
1: next time we convene, there will be actual. Trades. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. That would be
0: nice. But just in That's case. Better than- um, please tweet us at Inoceros at Spore of names that you'd like us to talk about. It's been a while since we've solicited a, a, a bunch of names, so if there's folks that you want us to, to kind of deep dive on Friday, w- they would get pushed to the back burner if we got a bevy of trades, but give us the names anyway. We'll take them on Twitter, and we'll, and we'll talk about those on Friday. You know, uh, Keep treating that hand. Keep getting better. You and I will talk in two days. How's that sound?
1: Yeah. All
0: right. Take care, man. I'll talk to you later.
1: Thanks for listening.